If you ever wanted to start your own podcast, if you ever had a thought in your head and you just felt the entire world needed an opportunity to hear your thoughts and all that kind of great stuff, well, if so, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor Podcasting. It is the easiest platform I have found to make a podcast. They have editing tools, episode creation tools. There's even a green room function. Check it all out. On top of that, they even distribute the whole thing for you for free. The entire thing is free. You can get onto Apple Podcasts. You can get onto Spotify Podcasts, which are, you know, the two that I find get the most traction. Then you get Stitcher and all kinds of other stuff, Blackbox, Whatbox, and all the other boxes that I'm not familiar with. If you are interested in making your own podcast right now, download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Welcome back to the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, OJ. In today's episode, we talk to Alicia Dove Taylor of Cherry Bombs. She and Keefe talk all about her dance group as well as the toxic environment on social media. Check it out. Ghost Cult Magazine welcomes in Alicia Dove Taylor of Cherry Bombs. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for getting up and sharing part of your day with us and Ghost Cult. Uh, after you, you're, you're on tour, you're busy doing a million things. I have sky high admiration for what you do and how much you do. I said right before we started recording, I did like a crash course on the entire Girl Gang series last night. I think I had watched two of them over the two years or three years. And now I watch them all. And oh, wow. uh, on top of following your career, I've seen you live. So, you know, followed you. So a lot of interesting stuff to unpack. First of all, you're on tour, you're busy. And, um, you know, I'm, and I think you have a performance tonight if you're now, I think so. Uh, or last. Uh, I'm, I'm teaching today. Okay. Um, yeah. Tour last show was day before yesterday. No, two days ago. Okay. And, um, and so now I'm, I'm backtracking along all the cities that we performed in and teaching dance workshops to, um, people who went to the show, if they want to come learn. That is amazing. And I don't think I knew that you did that. That is crazy and great. Um, what a fantastic way to kind of flip it and reverse it back, perform, and then actually offer the ability to teach. And I don't, I don't know a lot of people that have, I've heard do that. Um, bands don't even do that. Actually, they'll do, they'll do lessons in person in a city or we used to sure. before the terrible times. And, right. um, you know, and, and as we chat today again, of course, you're, you know, I hope that you, your family, your associates, your dancers, everybody's families are in one piece. The world is on fire. The world yeah. is at war and we're trying not to die from this virus. But um, I really appreciate that you're out there doing what you love and trying to bring a few minutes of enjoyment to people for escapism, because if we didn't have these few moments, what would we do? We'd be even worse. Right. Exactly. Thank you for saying that, because it, it really hit me the other day where I was like, wow, you know, I'm on this side of the world. And, you know, what a privilege to be able to just sit here with my friends and toast to a successful tour. Meanwhile, on the other side of the world, you know or even on the other side of the country, or maybe on the other side of the city, all mayhem can break out, you know, and is breaking out. And it's just, it's so conflicting on how to feel today, I think. You know, we can be appreciative for the things that we have in the fortune, but also feel for those who are going through some really, really awful um, and disastrous and tough times. So it's just, I think everybody's just kind of like, whoa. And, um, we're just all trying to do the best we can. And I think the important thing here is just to reach out and help one another if you can in any way, shape or form. 
I love that. And uh, all about that and any charities you support, let us know. It will help share. I know Ginger, who are Ukrainian, just launched mm-hmm. like an incredible, uh, you know, funding platform. Yes. Shirts and, and merchandise. And yeah. it's their home. And we have a photographer who's from Ukraine and we were talking about, hey, Knockfest Roadshow is coming up and, you know, Welcome to Rockville is coming up. Do you want to cover these things? And, you know, she's worried about her family back home. So, like, of you course. know, tough times, tough times all around. And uh, nobody is really immune to war, even if it doesn't personally come into your life, because right. this thing could snowball to the whole world if we're not careful. And yeah. um, but at the same time. Music and dance. This is what we love. Heavy, heavy, heavy music to get out our heavy feelings and our heavy emotions. And um, for those that don't know, maybe people have watched my channel. I have a soft spot for the performing arts anyway, because I come from a performing arts family. My mother was a dance teacher and a choreographer and a dancer. So amazing. I have I have an affinity for dance people. I went to the fame high school. I'm not going to bother you with my backstory today, but you know, I went to that school with like the TV show and the movie and I mm-hmm. was around dancers my whole life. And I think people don't actually understand or appreciate what you do having now enveloped myself in the cherry bombs world a little bit. And I've seen the and I've seen you live and I still think people don't get it. Do you right. just, so here's where I want to, <laughs> here's where I want to start. Like maybe the biggest battle you have to fight is not sexism or who you love and are married to, but like that people are dumb and they don't understand, they see what you do and they don't just enjoy it for what it is. And they're trying to overthink it and they don't get it. Right. Yes. Is that, I is think that fair? That's, that's probably pretty fair to say. I would, I would agree with that. Um, <clears throat> describing what cherry bombs is, is very difficult. I don't think that dance in, in the performance arts aspect um, it's really at the forefront of entertainment right now. I don't, I don't think, I think it's kind of become underground a little bit, right? I mean, people may go to the ballet to see the Nutcracker every year with kids or something like that, but it really, it used to be a very popular thing for people to go to the ballet, right? And um, so what Cherry Bombs is, is becoming is kind of that, but for rock and metal fans. So what we're really doing is we're kind of forging our own trail in this, live music concert industry um but doing it in a performing arts way uh via dance so um and cirque and cirque arts and yes it is incredibly hard to describe um and layman's terms i just say you know take dance and and take cirque du soleil and then put it together put it in a blender and stick it to all rock and roll music or rock and metal music and that's that's about as good as I could get it. Um, but it's but it, is an, tough. it is an experience and you have been growing this thing out out of your brain for a long time and cabaret and the films and the things that were intended to just be trailers and teasers are now full blown productions and even mini little cinematic universes by yourselves. So super it's to me, that's really interesting and really exciting that you are finding new ways to spin this out. And I feel like it's really like you said, it's almost multidisciplinary, right? Not just you personally, because first of all, we're going to unpack what you, I don't even know how you do what you do, but we're going to unpack <laughs> how you manage everything in a second. But to talk about yourself and the other members of the troupe, it's all these different skills that they bring to the table and across the country, across the world. And it's crazy. Like the show you're putting on is nuts. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's bizarre. It is. It's, it's, it's bananas. It's, it's, it's banana nanas and it's, 
supposed to evoke emotions and i don't want to you know it's like i get that like like a like a band people may watch you and listen to you and be like huh um you know i remember seeing corn for the first time open for megadeth and fear factory and these chocolate and peanut butter didn't go together yet and people i had not even heard a corn song yet until i saw i saw the live first and people around me were like what is going on and i'm from the city and i was like oh i get it it's perfect i love it yes beat on yeah. a trash can it's fantastic right but people were b- b- people were perplexed and i think half of the battle for you is just kind of education right it's just like well, here's what right. we do so i love the youtube channel is phenomenal and i think you do if you have a hard time putting it into words succinctly you do a wonderful job of showing it so that's the bo- the flip side yeah that's really kind of the goal is just you just have to see it to get it and so we're just trying to put ourselves out there as much as we can so that people can experience and go, Oh, okay. I get it. And, you know, kind of like what you said about corn, you know, and and you see the same with Slipknot or any other band that's kind of did a thing that hadn't really been done before. They, they couldn't explain it either in the beginning. And they just had to go out there and just show people. And it, at first it, you know, it's like that old proverb. It's, I think it's a Chinese um, proverb about how, you know, the first person to do something looks like, you know, a, a, a maniac, he looks crazy, but then, you know, a, a person over here joins in and another person comes over here. And all of a sudden, before you know it, now you've started a whole movement, but it just takes that one person that appears to be kind of insane or it's a little weird or now to just start it, get that snowball going down that hill. And, and then after a while, you know, enough people will get it and catch on and then it just grows and grows and grows. And I, and I love seeing that also with, with new bands coming out that are doing different things. Bands like Spirit Box, um, I think, are really forging kind of a new path in their style, too. So it's been really cool. I'm really glad you brought up Spirit Box because there's a little bit of a I see a parallel there because just like a band, you have done this very DIY from the beginning. And I cannot believe that I was watching you not just perform, not just choreograph, not just stage manage, not just operations management of the whole crew, <laughs> not just make the art, not just costume design. Holy cow. First of all, you need like a hundred clones or assistants. And I, and I, you know, again, you we have a wonderful crew of people that you work with and trust. That's great. Mm-hmm. And you've been lucky and gotten some opportunities uh, to go work in some studios that had some built-in incredible facilities like right. pyrotech folks and that. Yeah that whole video, but like, I'm just astounded. I don't know how you keep it organized. How do you keep it organized? It's insane. Man. Um, it's tough. I'm not going to lie. I need, I need an assistant terribly. Um, I need support terribly. Um, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's kind of like spinning too many plates. So things start to fall, you know? And like you said, you know, I'm running the group, running the rehearsals, designing the merchandise, packing your merchandising and ship, shipping it to all of you. If you order it, um, you know, do, I do our Shopify store. Luckily I have a web design team because that's just like not my wheelhouse at all. It looks terrible. Um, and yeah, it just, it just becomes really overwhelming. So you have to really be good at time management. Um, you have to work fast and efficiently and you have to call in help when you, when you really, really need it. So I'm getting to the point now where I'm able to hire other people. I'm able to, um, delegate a little bit more, which I really, really want to do. Trust me. Cause I want to spend time with my family and, um, and I want to focus more on the creative and writing new shows and, and producing more shows. So, um, it's definitely a work in progress, but again, it's hard to find people that get this thing. Um, 
and want to jump in and understand that whole realm of live entertainment, touring, uh, arts, this sort of thing. Um, but I've been very lucky in that very, very, very recently, I've had a couple of um, very talented folks step in and say, you look like you need help. Let me help you. And I say, okay, I'm trusting you. Go. <laughs> I, I am very lucky to have a few trusted lieutenants in my life. And if I didn't, I would collapse because I can't even manage two things and you're managing like 20 things. So my hat goes, I tip my hat to you. And uh, yeah, it's wild. And I think there is a strength in being able to say, I need help and I have to delegate. I'm a control freak and I'm not saying you are, but I am. And I know it's really hard to let go because this is your baby. And this has been your baby for a long time. And I don't know that people quite get that. And even when they see the band pop up in a Fozzie video or the Mastodon video or appearances or at the festival, you really have your hand on every element of this. And that's I know that's what your comfort zone is, right? Because it's it's so important to you that everything goes off without a hitch. And I love the the thing that I saw where you were like, for the first time, I'm going to go first. I'm going to shoot my scene first so I can get it out of the way and focus on everybody else. And that is so a mother hen and also a, a choreographer and a boss and a yeah. manager and all these hats you're wearing. It's not just fun ones, but like serious hats you're wearing that are really hard. Yeah, it is. Um, I've, I've really had to learn how to prioritize different things. And I've been so used to putting everyone on my team first, you know, like take care of them first, take care of that. It was affecting my performance or my personal, you know, um, energy level or focus or mental health. So I said, okay, I have to be selfish for just this one moment. Let me just get my bit out of the way that I can stress over that and just do a really good job there. And then I can refocus and then give my team all the attention that they need. And I don't have to worry about what I have coming up for me, for myself, because, you know, in addition to managing everybody and, and directing everything, I'm also a performer. So, and I'm challenging myself in new skills and new things. So um, I've definitely had to switch gears there too. And for me, you know, it's, it's been, it was always very hard for me to ask for help because I never wanted anybody to, um, throw it in my face later. That was my biggest thing. I, I, I had a really hard time. I never wanted anybody to, to say, well, I did this for you. So, you know, and, and it, it, because I had that happen in the beginning of cherry bombs and it hurt very badly. And so I never wanted anybody to like, feel like, I owed them something um, because they stepped up to help me. And that's a very tough thing to wrestle with. Mm, disappointment is a mother, let me tell you. And uh, yeah. it goes across every bit of people's work and lives, especially creative people. I feel like my whole life has been around artists and dancers and musicians and disappointment hurts bad. Uh, yeah. Worse than a bad gig, worse than, a, you know, not getting a job, it hurts. But, okay. you know, it seems like, Things are coming up. You, shows are coming back. You got to do the CMFT tour. And uh, you have been on a little mini run of tour dates. And now the teaching, which I didn't, I wasn't even clear on. That's amazing. Again, I don't think anybody does that. I think um, bands and guitar people can do that over Skype. We used to do it all in person. Meet and greets sure. are, are still iffy with the Rona. And hopefully we're getting through this. I'm, I'll say this mm -hmm. till I'm blue in the face. I'm cautiously optimistic. We're going to get through this. I have been very yeah. fortunate on the West coast of the country where I can go to shows, but you know, it's still, it can still go back to being bad again. So right. I appreciate you bringing what you do to people. I'll probably say that 10 more times because I think yeah. it's important. We need to escape right now. And, right. Um, it's entertainment at the end of the day. Just let yourself be entertained. Let it come to you. You'll get it. Maybe, maybe yeah. it takes a few times for people to understand it. 
when you take the whole yeah. thing in. And I think, like I said, macabre is a thing that, and the videos will are super educational. And that's like a fun, a fun thing. Like if you just watch it for a few minutes, you get it. Yeah. It's, um, it's been really fun to, to connect with fans via these workshops in a, in a completely different way. Give them, um, something to do, be hands-on. Maybe it even gives them some enlightenment as to how Cherry Bombs operates. Cause I do teach them choreography from our actual show. And, you know, I could break it down and simplify it for every level. And so it kind of gives a little insight as to how tough this stuff really is um, if they ha didn't have any idea before. And plus, like you said, it's just entertainment. It's just fun. It's nice to just check out for an hour or two and just zone in on this whole thing and just forget about all the crap outside the door, you know? So um, Macabre is really out of left field for me as far as cherry bombs go. Up until this point, we really were kind of just piecing dance pieces together in no kind of order or uh, method or to the madness. It was just kind of like, okay, let's do a piece here. Let's do a piece. So it felt very much like a, like a dance recital, if you will. Um, and this time around, I wanted to challenge myself in writing a storyline and have each piece have intention behind it and a purpose of each piece to take you from the very beginning of the storyline to the very end of it with all the transitions in between um, so that there was just purpose there throughout every piece of the show. Awesome. And again, these, these things are very, it's not just like you show up and perform. You are these, you're living for these performances, every single element, lighting, safety mm -hmm. was a humongous thing. I'm super impressed with all the OSHA would, would be, give you guys an award for all the safety <laughs> and, and extra measures. And then there's a whole other layer. Um, I don't, you know, I'm sure you blew in the face talking about this and it is women's month, which we shouldn't even need to have a women's month, but we have a women's month and international women's day is coming up. And, you know, it seems like you've dealt with not even just online, but in person, a tremendous amount of insane levels of sexism and terribleness. And so I don't, you know, you can't clap back on everyone and you can't, you know, you have to be <laughs> diplomatic when you're trying to do a gig and get paid. And sure. there's all levels of that too. But it seems like not just you, but everybody in the group is facing like, and that's the music business and the entertainment business also. I know that, but just seems yeah. like there's an, an insane extra amount thrust on you for like, I don't know why the stupidity, sexism, idiocy, uh, you know, maybe all of the above. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not only is it particularly sexism that we deal with, but there's also an extra layer because we're not a band. So because we're not a band, sometimes we're treated as like an accessory or less than. Um, I remember one particular show we were on, there was going to be a podcast being shot onto the stage right when we were done. And the show the day of the run of show of that day was running late so bands were running late they were going over their time and you know you've been to festivals and stuff like that what happens when you go over your time uh well usually they just cut you off so that they can keep on you know being on time for the next piece and then catch up again um in this case they did not do that so they were running late where they wanted to cut short was our show before we'd even started so we're getting ready to go on stage and they said okay there's gonna be a podcast on the stage there's we're gonna put up a couch and two chairs on the stage. And can you guys just dance around it? And I was like, no. And they were like, well, why not? Why can't you just go around it? The microphones and the couches and the chairs. And they wouldn't listen to me, but a man was next to me. And he said, 
move the furniture. It's going to take you 20 seconds. Would you ever ask a band to do that? <laughs> and, and that's what did it. Yeah, it's yeah. brutal. And uh, it feels like it's probably a daily day to day thing for you and the group, which is really rough. No, it's, it's becoming a lot better as we earn the respect from those in our industry and our peers and our colleagues. It's becoming a lot better. Um, you know, like you mentioned just a little bit ago, with the safety aspect, when people are seeing that we're doing these crazy walkthroughs with the fire marshals and the city, and, you know, we're really having to be on top of our game when it comes to our rigging and, and all of these extra things that these other people in this industry wouldn't dream of doing. Um, then they go, oh, well, maybe they're not just these girls in their underwear shaking their butts on stage. You know, maybe there's like more to this. And so it kind of um, kind of comes back to girl gang, really, and showing audiences and, and the public that, no, that it's much more than that. It does. It's much more involved. It takes much more training and education. And and so maybe we do deserve some sort of respect. Right on. Keep And, and don't you know, I, I get that this can all be a little soul crushing. You've had your fair share of people attacking you. Uh, first of all, if you, if you just Google cherry bombs wrong, you're going to get a horrible country band. So we're going to link everything <laughs> correctly in the description. So you don't get this terribly droll music that is not cherry bombs. Uh, oh but yeah, one word off will really ruin your life, you know, oh and uh, really ruin your Google day. But, um, you know, I know you've had a, had to deal with a lot of trolls and bullying, I, yeah. you know, part and parcel of that is being famous and you're married to the most famous rock star in the world, in my opinion, right now, at least in our universe. But on the other hand, a lot of this stuff is just mean spirited and terrible. Like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, George Carlin used to have a bit about, you know, if you hear something on the radio you don't like, the radio has two knobs. One changes the station and the other turns it off. And it's just like if you don't like something, just like in music or film. Don't watch it. Leave it alone. And, you know, the Internet, as much as I love it, I work in social media and I've done yeah. a bit of music marketing. It's brutal. And people have been really horrendous to you. And I love watching that roundtable you did on your YouTube. And I recommend everybody go see it. I'm probably going to link that here also because okay. that cool. specific episode, because it was really I watched the whole thing. I was taking notes. I was like, first of all, your guy, Jay, is amazing. And he's, um, he's amazing. you right the doctor slash professor was also gave some really valid points. And I don't think people even realize now that they're doing it. They're just kind of punching through the screen with their words and they're in their little ivory tower, mom's basement, bedroom, living room, office, whatever mm -hmm. phones. And we're just horrible to each other. And people have been really shitty to you and it's horrible. Um, yeah, I think people in the public light are dehumanized a lot. Um, you know, you see it with everybody and, um, what people don't realize is that's a human behind that screen. And, and and there's there's different rules to be played by these public figures, right? So, um, for instance, your Aunt Kathy can get engaged and get a new relationship and be super stoked about it. And her profile pic can be the two of them. And you even see this sometimes where, like, people's usernames are, like, Miss, you know, John or John's wife or whatever it is, you know, for her username. And they're like, oh, that's so cute. Aunt Kathy's happy. She's, you know, living the dream. She's in love. But if um, a public figure does it or someone who's not a public figure, like, you know, I didn't think I was really a public figure when I got together with Corey at the time, um, does it. I'm bragging. I'm, you know, shoving it in people's face. Corey's posting about it because he's happy too. But 
you know, I'm not here for that. Give me what I want to see. I just want to see your music. So stop posting about your girlfriend. And, and so it's, it's very much comes from, um, an entitlement it's kind of toxic fandom place where fans dehumanize, uh, these public figures and treat them as, uh, something to be consumed for their own personal kind of selfish consumption. You know, you post what I want to see, you do what I want you to do. You know, I don't want to see this, so you're not allowed to do it. And it's, it's a very controlling, um, kind of weird, scary behavior that you start to see out of people when it comes to social media. And yet we all have a microphone, right? And I think some people, um, hide under the guise of, well, it's just my opinion. I'm allowed to say my opinion. And then don't get me started on a whole freedom of speech thing, because that's not even what that means. But (laughs) there's, there's a, there's a line I think yeah. a lot of people on the internet are habitual line steppers. And, you know, it's great that people are clapping back T Snyder, Ice T, Corey yeah, you sometimes. You do see it. And uh, Lizzie Hale has had to do it a lot. Like, you have to clap back sometimes, but you also yeah. can't f- you feed the trolls. They just get worse, even on a small level of not celebrity people. So, you know, I urge people to just think about, you know, if you got, you know, some of it is very, some of it is jealousy, some of it is petty, and some of it is just shitty. And like, if that's your day and you need to live to create a Tumblr account to shit on you or YouTube videos to analyze your wedding film, I saw a lot of gross shit last night, late, late at night, uh, getting ready to talk to you today. So I'm, I'm offended and it's not happening to me. So I think, and I'm uh, granted, I'm a social media manager, so this is my life, but also mm-hmm. be less terrible, everybody, and go live your life and do something else. Find somebody to celebrate and uplift and don't be horrible. That's my yeah. I guess it would be so nice to have the type of life where somebody who's not associated with you, who you'll never meet, probably who you've never spoken to can affect you that much. Like, is your life that easy to where that's your tipping point? You know, I, I feel like there's a lot of shitty things in the world, a lot of terrible things that happen. I mean, I know I've seen some awful things personally and, and somebody marrying somebody else is not the thing that's going to rock my, you know, rock my world. It's not going to be the thing that makes me want to go berserk on the internet because there's entirely way too more important things in life than that. Right on. And I, and as a person who owns a music website that does a lot of news, I understand that negativity gets more clicks and I would, I would caution my brethren who make a lot of money off of people clicking on stories about you and Corey, be more kind and be and be more be more civil because if this is the person you're count oh thank God Corey said something what did Corey Taylor think today so we could get a post be a little more conscious of that too and you know let's let's not focus on their personal lives as much and talk about the music and the art and the dance oh. and like that's what matters really at the end of the day not like where you guys went to go to dinner. You're asking too much, Keith. I know, I know. And and again, we're guilty of it. You know, anytime there's a story about something that we know is important, we rush to try to do it. So like, I know we're part of the problem a little bit, but I don't like to think that we don't do the whole TMZ grossness thing. That's just me. Um, As we wind this down, I want to give you back your very busy day to you. Um, What's coming up next? Do you guys, uh, you may not be able to talk about it, but do you have any more appearances, tours, festivals, videos, things you're working on? I'm sure it's a million things. Um, There are quite a bit of things in the works right now. Um, As with anything in this industry, it can all fall out the bottom or it can come to fruition. So there's a lot kind of in the air. Um, But the things that I can say are we will be at Louder Than Life and we will be at Aftershock Festival. 
So we're super excited about that. And we're going to be heading overseas to Manchester, UK in October um, for the first time. So we'll be able to reach our fans over uh, across the pond, if you will. So I'm really excited about that too. Nice. We have quite a bit of team out in the UK at Manchester, so maybe we'll get to cover you out there. Look forward to seeing you. We'll look forward to seeing you at Louder Than Life Aftershocks in my backyard. So perhaps we'll see you there. Awesome. And uh, just keep doing what you do. Don't listen to the haters. And uh, I think you know what you're doing is you're you're bringing. uh, I don't can't think of anybody else that's doing kind of all these disciplines and all these things at once. So keep your head up. Keep doing what you do. I appreciate you. We appreciate you. Thanks so much for hanging out with Ghost Call and spending your morning with me. That's awesome. Continue to enjoy your coffee and your day and be Thank safe you. out there. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Alicia. Have a great day. You too. This has been another episode of the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. Check us out at ghostcultmag.com and follow our socials at Ghost Cult Mag. Until the next time, peace. Peace.